You are listening to Our Urban Voices with Dr. Alphonse Javet, a podcast that presents Christian narratives through diverse voices that impact urban ministry. Here is your host. In this podcast, we cover everything from churches and church planting efforts, mission and missions organization evangelism, and unreached people groups, emerging movements and initiatives, justice, current events related to faith, and the persecuted church to author interviews, and more. Let's get to it. Welcome back to our Urban Voices. I'm your host, Dr. Alphonse Javid. Today, I'm joined by Ali Oswald the Executive Director of the Faith to Action Initiative. Our topic today focuses on the importance of family-based care for orphaned and vulnerable children around the world. The Faith to Action Initiative focuses on helping Christians care for children and family better by offering resources that raise awareness about the limitations of orphanages, help ministries strengthen family care, and share innovative ways to take action. Thanks for joining us today, Ali. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. And thanks for being willing to talk about this really important topic. Absolutely. And I think the church can use a reminder about their life, why they exist. I think all of us exist to share the love of Christ. At least that's what my view is. But before we get started, please tell us a little bit about your family. I am very interested in family. And since your ministry or your work is around care for children and family, so I think it would be appropriate to start there. A little bit about me. Um, I have four children, five, three, and my girls, twin girls are a year and a half old. Uh, how about you? Oh, wow. You're busy. <laughs> yeah, you must be busy. Yeah. I'm married with two little boys. So busy as well. They're six and nine. They really are amazing kids. They're, they're teaching me a lot about mostly myself, but they're teaching me about men too, as I'm raising these little mini men, but they keep us really busy with sports and lots of active yeah. fun. Um, yeah. But I have a really awesome extended family as well. That's really my foundation, my closest relationships. I actually just moved out of Seattle, a city I love into the country to be closer to some of my extended family. So just feel really mm-hmm. blessed with the family God has placed me in. And, and in fact, it motivates me to do, do the work that I do. Amen. And I think that's excellent. When you have a family support, it helps so much. We just start sending our boys to the league where they play baseball. And it's so time consuming. We are always trying to figure out how to manage time. So when you have some help, at least it helps with removing some of that stress, but definitely it's a joy to raise the children. I love children. So let's talk about your organization. Can you please tell us more about the Faith to Action Initiative? Yeah. Yeah. Faith to Action is kind of unique because it's not its own organization. It's a coalition Uh of Christian, mostly child welfare organizations. Um, who've come together, um, who are really trying to lead a movement to strengthen what we call family care for children in need. So as a group, we provide free educational resources to to Christian groups, to churches, to just individuals who, who want to respond to the needs of orphaned and vulnerable children around the world. Um, And we believe that children grow best in the love and care of families. So the goal is to make family care the globally recognized best practice for meeting the needs of these children. 
Wow. So why is it so crucial for kids to stay with family members? Well, safe and loving family is actually um, essential to the development of a child because it provides the the belonging, that sense of belonging. It provides for the emotional well-being and also supports healthy physical and mental development of children. There's decades of research that has proven that residential care, like orphanages and children's homes, actually negatively affects a child's developing brain, while a family care context positively affects a child's development. So it's also important to understand that most children in orphanages have family. We know that eight out of 10 children in residential care have a living parent. And the vast majority actually have family members that would be willing to care for them. And what we've seen over the years is that with proper support, most children in orphanages can be reunited with their families and children who aren't on, you know, they're not, not able to go back to their families can be, can, can still grow up in the community with foster or adoptive families. So are there ever rare cases when a child would be better off in an orphanage? And if so, are there better ways to help children such as a family style home? Yeah. Well, you know, any, any form of residential care, orphanages and children's homes can definitely provide for physical needs of a child, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, food, water, shelter, even education. The, the evidence shows is they cannot provide for all the developmental, social and emotional support that a child requires to actually thrive long-term. So if there is any form of residential care, it should be a last resort for a child And even then it must only be a temporary setting as every effort is then made to get that child back into a family setting. Um, Residential facilities should not be a permanent solution for a child. And we know the best way to meet the needs of orphaned and vulnerable children is to strengthen the capacity of their families and other families in the community to care for them. And that often looks like identifying those vulnerable families before they're in a situation of crisis and making sure that they're supported and equipped to care well for their, for their children. So Ali, I I was a mission pastor for um, 11 years and traveled all over the world and worked with many organizations that run orphan center. And in my experience, many Christians in the U.S. have gone on mission trips to places like Haiti to visit orphanages. I think that a, a lot of Christians are starting to realize that frequently it does more harm than good. Can you speak to that? Yeah, there are real risks um, to consider when volunteering in orphanages, especially risks to the children living there. You know, um, as volunteers come in and out of orphanages, they are connecting with children, but then they're also leaving. And so it perpetuates, you know, um, what we call attachment. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. challenges that these children already have living separated from their family. Um, And we've also found that, you know, orphanage visits are so popular that it has impacted motivations of orphanage directors. You know, they want to ensure a good experience for these visitors, but that can be at the expense of the children in their care. Um, You know, the intentions behind these trips are always good. Um, I was the missions pastor as well. Um, and just love seeing people's heart to serve and care, especially for, for the most vulnerable children um, around the world. But we know now, the research has been telling us that supporting family-based care efforts is 
the best way to help right. a child thrive long-term. So mission trips that support efforts to strengthen families, to care well for children mm-hmm. are really the way to go. And, and the good news is there's lots of ways to do this on mission trips. You know, um, trips can focus on that building support for vulnerable families. They can focus on learning about the real needs of orphaned and vulnerable children, you know, mainly strong families is what these, mm-hmm. these kids need. They can meet with local organizations and churches on the ground and see firsthand the work they're doing to strengthen families. I love when you, you go and see, and then you come home and you right. share mm-hmm. and use a trip as an, mm-hmm. as an opportunity to grow advocates in your church mm-hmm. so that they come home and share with others what they've learned about um, these communities and these families. And one of the other cool things we've seen people do is using trips to garner attention and awareness around issues of discrimination or stigma that are leading to children being institutionalized in those communities. And often that is children with disabilities um, and really elevating the importance of integrating these children into families, into communities, into schools. So there's so much we can do and shifting mission trips away from the orphanage and focusing them on families can have a real impact. I think we sometimes Mm -hmm. think, well, I'm just one person. It's just two weeks, but they can have a real impact. And it's important to to also recognize a recent study from the Barna group found that U.S. Christians are giving $2.5 billion every year to residential care, Hmm. 2.5 billion. When Mm -hmm. I heard Mm -hmm. the B on the billion, um, that's a lot of money. And if we can shift that money, just like we shift our mission trips, to be used to help transition children who are in residential care back into families, you know, we could, we could see long-term residential care facilities become a solution of the past. And that's really exciting to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think there is a huge need for rethinking and just rethinking the whole uh, missional model when it comes to caring for the orphans. So since the war in Ukraine started, Ukrainian orphans have been in the news as well. Can you talk more about how the church can best help them? Yeah, we have, you know, as a coalition, we have partners um, working to respond to this climate and um, this conflict. And, and for, for decades, we've, we've learned, you know, what happens to children in these situations. And, mm-hmm. and what we know is that when children and families are fleeing conflict zones, They are at increased risk of being separated um, from each other. And also in Ukraine specifically, there were a hundred thousand children in orphanages in Ukraine who are already separated from their families. And the, the, what is important to notice is that most of these children in orphanages have living parents or other relatives, but this conflict also puts them at increased risk of becoming more disconnected from their relatives and their home communities. So That's again, why a commitment to keeping families together, to reuniting separated children with their families as soon as possible Mm -hmm. and, and seeking out family-based alternatives are so important to responding to this crisis in Ukraine and, and other crises um, that continue to plague our world, unfortunately. And I just want to note in the U S Christian community, there's been such incredible responses. We hear people wanting to adopt children from Ukraine or bring them home um, to, into their homes. But I think it's important to recognize that at this point, children do not need adoptive families. Mm-hmm. You know, every effort at this point needs to be focused on locating surviving relatives, kin, mm-hmm. and other personal connections that this child has. In fact, Ukraine has placed a moratorium on adoption, including international adoption Mm -hmm. during this emergency. And and that moratorium applies 
to all the countries where uh, these children have been um, received as well. So adoption shouldn't be considered until after the crisis is resolved. And then at that point, once every effort has been made to kind of reunite children with their parents or their relatives. So it's just critical that people in the U.S. and elsewhere who are wanting to help the children of Ukraine, that we prioritize supporting organizations Mm -hmm. that are working to keep children in their families and support those families in these challenging times, and then also help separated children be reunited um, with their families and communities. You talk about other crises, so I'm thinking about the COVID crisis, right? What about the COVID orphan crisis? What is it, and how can Christians help? Yeah, I think it's little known, kind of publicly, the impact that COVID has had on children around the world, especially. Interestingly, studies have estimated 5.2 million children have lost a primary or secondary caregiver. So they've lost their caregiver. Um, And that number was from October of 2021. So it's growing every day. In fact, I saw recently um, a new report will most likely be coming around that's closer to 10 million children. And we know when a a child loses a caregiver, whether it's a parent or grandparent or otherwise, that they're going to face higher risks of things like exploitation and abuse and Mm -hmm. trauma. Um, but I want to be clear too, when we hear these kind of staggering numbers that children who lose a primary caregiver, almost always have a living parent or relative who can care for them. And our response needs to support them because we know that in those situations, families are being stretched beyond, you know, what they can handle often because of the challenges of losing someone who's, who's a really important caregiver in their family. So supporting them is incredibly important. And We've seen it happening around the world in India and Brazil and America, of course. We can support families in this situation with social and emotional and economic assistance if they need it so they can care well for those kids. And and the church is the best place to be doing this because it is really the place that can provide that holistic kind of care for these families and ensure that they can care well for the kids. Yeah. So in summary, what is the main takeaway would you like to leave listeners with? Well, I'd like listeners to learn and understand that all children belong in families and, and also that transitioning children from around the world, from orphanages to family care is actually achievable. This isn't a pipe dream. This mm-hmm. is a solvable problem. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks. Anything else you like to add to this conversation? Just personally, my hope and what drives me every day is to see Christians leading this change. You know, we have governments shifting. We Mm -hmm. have um, international agencies really taking strong action in this direction. But I want to see Christians leading this change because Christians have been on the forefront of caring for vulnerable children since the Mm -hmm. early Mm -hmm. days, the earliest days of the church, Mm -hmm. when they when they took children who had been placed outside the walls of Jerusalem into their homes and raised Mm -hmm. them as their own. And what's great is around the world, Christians are doing this work, this family care work. They're, they're also the ones who are caring for vulnerable children. So when we shift <laughs> towards supporting family-based care, uh, family-based care will, and, and actually really already is, um, it's going to have a huge impact That's on this great. situation. So I'm excited to continue to encourage and watch the church step up in this space and really move towards a world where every child gets the chance to be raised in Mm -hmm. a family. Yeah. So Ali, if listeners want to get in touch with you, what are the easiest uh, ways? 
Yeah, um, Faith to Action has a website that has lots of great free resources, training, videos, all sorts of things. So that's www.faith2action.org. Sometimes people say faith in action. And uh, we're also on social media. Those are great ways to connect with us. And we'd love to, we're here to help. Um, So we'd love to reach out to anybody and connect on um, what they're facing and what they, what they're considering they can do to respond to the needs of orphaned and vulnerable children around the world. Great. That will also be included in the episodes uh, in the episode description below. So people can have access to all of this, which you just uh, mentioned. And for the last thing, um, you know, this is a serious topic, right? We're talking about children, children are precious. And now within that, we're talking about those who do not have uh, a house or a place or safe place that we're talking mm-hmm. about war. We're talking about all these kind of, we're talking about orphanages, right? So, but at the same time, we are human. And uh, I wanted to close with, uh, with a joke. So that people know that we are serious people doing serious stuff, but we are also funny people too, right? So tell me a joke. (laughs) Okay, I like that. Um, Yeah, we have to take care of ourselves and we have to be able to to smile and um, in this work or we will all burn out. So I appreciate that. Okay, so I don't know any jokes personally, but my kids come home with jokes all the time. So knock, knock. Who's there? Owls. Owls uh, who? Yes, they do. <laughs> Thank you. Very good. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show. Again, that was Ali from the Faith to Action Initiative. And thank you to all our listeners. If you appreciate this podcast, please be sure to subscribe to the show and leave an honest review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tune in next week for more honest discussions from diverse voices.